If you're interested in sponsoring How You Play the Game, please email us at podcast at osipfoundation.org. Your sponsorship may be tax deductible. Hey everybody, Jack Furlong here. Thanks for being with us. We've got a special two-part episode that we're going to release this month all about the Houston Astros and their cheating scandal. So here's the first part about it, and then we'll release the second part halfway through this month. Hope you enjoy the first part of our discussion about the Houston Astros and the cheating scandal. This is nice. This is this is comfortable. If my, if my chiropractor could see me now, he and or she would be slightly concerned with my posture. But that's okay. But you're comfortable. I'm very comfortable. That's good. So am I. You we're both very comfortable yeah. right now. Yep. That's, uh... You know why we're comfortable? Because... Because, because we both have outstanding careers. No, wait. That's as that's, musicians. That's that's come the, on. That is the farthest thing <laughs> let's from let's the be truth. real. Let's be I, real. What am I talking? What is this, amateur hour? Oh my god! I got to get in the game here. Why because, are we comfortable? Because we're on my couch. Right. Welcome to my home. And this is the one that Rick James has not yet screwed up. Right. There you go. There you go. I use. I had. A, I told you the story about the girl who said that in my class, right? This year. Yeah. No. Oh, because I was I we were talking about copyright infringement. Uh-huh. And I played uh Can't Touch This and then Super Freak. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you did you did yeah. She immediately started quoting Chappelle's show. Mm-hmm. So I gained a lot of respect for that girl that day. But that in itself is also copyright infringement. Probably. Although she's not using it for for money. No, she's just quoting it. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. Yep, totally. Fair use, right? You're right there. You you look like you're trying to crack a you know a, a, a vertebrae. Yeah, I'm I'm just checking the levels here. Okay. We're good. All right. Yeah. Well, while you're doing that, I guess we should say that this is how you play the game. Yeah. The official pod. I'm saying this so relaxed. This is amazing. Yeah, official- you're all the way up. Wow. Okay. I don't even have to. Lo- I don't even have to lower. In fact, I'm the one. Who's the problem? Who uh, is the problem? Wow. Well, you know what? As as we get into the conversation, Mm -hmm. I guess it's possible that I could get very animated and then you have to adjust things. Yeah, and I have to reach over. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, this is How You Play the Game, the official Mm -hmm. podcast of the Osip Foundation Incorporated. Yours truly, Jack, for along with you as we talk to you about what's going on. As far as the world of sportsmanship is concerned, the month is March. The year is 2020. We're glad you're with us across the way in his own home on his own couch is Mr. Sean Ryan. Hey. Hey. Comfy? Oh, this is great. This is fantastic. We're just missing my cat Rogue. Yeah, we're she's she's off doing something else. Don't worry. Her food will go off in about a half hour. So. Okay. And then we'll hear your voice three times. Yep. And it'll be weird. I might not edit it out. It okay. depends well, on how I feel. I, 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 by prefacing it, now I feel like we don't have to. Yeah. You know, we can just sit here and just listen to it and be like, hey, our remember what I said? Yeah. Hey, remember what I said? I'm yeah. going to say, hey, remember what I said at the beginning? Right. It's happening now. Okay. Everything, Everything that's happening, happening now is happening now. now. What happened to then? When? Now? Just now? Now? We passed it. When? Just now? When will then be, be now? now? Soon. <laughs> Uh, uh, I need to see that again. That's a great movie. That's a great movie. Anyway, um, 
So check us out you know, for for everybody out there can check us out on the interwebs and whatnot. As a reminder, that the uh, our website is osipfoundation.org. If you'd like to contact the show, the email address is podcast at osipfoundation.org, and our social media addresses are facebook.com slash osipfoundation, and our Twitter and Instagram are both at osipfoundation and use the hashtag how you play the game. So since we last spoke. A lot has happened in the world of baseball. It's so much to keep up with. I can't. I can't yeah. even keep up with everything. So I think that the. I think you're the only person who's capable of keeping up with this many, st- this much stuff. What are you trying to say there, buddy? You know what? Don't say it because I know what you're trying to say, and it's not. <laughs> it's not right for public consumption. So, uh, even though it's true, it's yes. I'm not I'm not arguing it. <laughs> I'm just saying that the public probably would not want to hear this yeah, right. because we all know you say one wrong thing and. It's it's death. And does that impugn us? Exactly. That's the that right. this is yeah. So it impugns me because mm-hmm. you know, but anyway, regardless. <laughs> um yeah, the 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 everything that has happened as a result of the Houston Astros uh sign stealing is really just far out there. I mean, things are developing constantly. At the time of us recording this uh, the Red Sox have yet to be punished, and that that should be within the next week or so. I mean, it's really like we could talk about this till well, we're blue in the face, and there will still be more and more things happening by the time these episodes be, are released. And between <clears throat> between uh, the punishments that have been handed out, the punishments that have yet to be handed out, and the the public outcry and all right. the reactions. Right. I mean, did you hear about David Ortiz? Oh yeah. Yeah. That, who though, said, who said Mike, why is Mike fires waiting until now to right. say something it's, when he should have yeah. said, well now that bring that kind of brings up, I mean, I don't, we may have mentioned that right on the previous podcast, but it's it in, in his defense, it, it sort of is an interesting question. You know, I was thinking about it and when you look at the theoretic reality, theoretical reality, you know, the philosophical reality, mm-hmm. uh, it would have been nice if Fires had said something at that time. But practically speaking, I don't think that we can judge him for that because what someone like David Ortiz is not taking into account and what I think a lot of us are not taking into account regardless of the role that is that we're playing in in this whole thing, whether we're mm-hmm. a member of the Astros or another MLB player or an owner or a fan or it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. We're forgetting that these are human beings and human beings are flawed and imperfect and act in ways that adhere to the ego and the character and the personality as opposed to doing what logically might make sense to an impartial outsider. And I'm, and in Mike Fire's defense, he could have been afraid of the ramifications. Well, the and, other thing or too, retaliation. We also don't know whether or not Fires didn't go through the necessary channels as as he was required to. If, if I mean the, the way it was posed to me was, it's certainly possible that Mike Fires spoke up in some way, shape, or form between 2017 to the time that 
the story broke in the athletic. Right. And he, you know, and and the reason I say that is because according to the stories, many teams complained to the league about this and nothing was done until Mike Fires' story was told in the athletic. So Major League Baseball was told by multiple teams that they suspected the Astros of cheating and they did not investigate. They did not investigate until the the story went public. So as long as it was a private matter, a conversational matter, MLB wasn't doing anything. It took it took for the matter to go public for them to say, "Okay, we now we have to do something." Um that to me says it's certainly possible. I mean, we and I'm looking at this kind of like a lawyer to say mm-hmm. beyond a reasonable doubt, we have to be able to ask ourselves questions that say, you know, it, we're innocent until we're proven guilty beyond a reasonable doubt. You know, you, we, we, it's, it's better to let a guilty man go free than to put an innocent man in prison, that whole thing. Right. Okay. Um, we have to make an assumption then that if MLB knew about this and they didn't investigate until it went public, then it makes sense to say that it's possible that Mike Fires did say something at the time in the channel that he thought was the best possible way to do it. And they just, and they kind just of brushed it under the rug. A court, a, a, the, the most recent thing that I heard that shoots off of this is that when fires went to the athletics, he said to his team, this is what Houston is doing because he wanted the A's at the player level. Yeah. At the player level so that the A's were aware of this. Oh, okay. I mean, strategy wise. Right. Okay. And I'm sure that the A's then, you know, at the front office level, took it to MLB and, and said something, you know, because, mm. you know, been, you know, lodged another complaint. But apparently somehow that leaked out to Ken Rosenthal and Evan Drellich of Drellich of the of the athletic. And they went to fires and fires said, yeah, I'll put my name to this. I'll tell you the story. Hmm. Okay, so it's not like it's not like fires went around looking for an outlet. He was the one who was approached and he told the truth. So, again, there are too many gray areas, holes of information that we do not have to say that Mike fires is a snitch and he should. You know, why wasn't he doing this in 2017 when it was happening? We don't know that he wasn't. Mm. You know, he's trying to not not to mention one of the other things that we wanted to talk about today, and this definitely goes to the topic of sportsmanship. All of the death threats that Mike Fires and his family are receiving as a result of this. <clears throat> yeah. So maybe Fires had the, the the foresight to say, I gotta do something here, but I have to find the right way to do it because if I just go straight to the top. Mm-hmm. my family could be put in danger. So again, there's a gray area where we can't, we can't fault him without knowing concrete evidence to say that he was completely in the wrong. And on top of that, he came out and said, 
If you want my ring back, if you want my postseason share back, I'll give it back. So it's not like he's a snitch and he's holding on to his stuff. He's mm-hmm. he's more than willing to to give the stuff back too. I mean, so mm-hmm. that's why I cannot. I I just cannot stand people like Ortiz or Jessica Mendoza, who um, who's now no longer right. working Sunday Night Baseball. See, um, so I guess. You know, you there, know, there's, there's karma. Karma does exist. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, it's, it's just a shame. You know, and and what was funny was that, uh, okay, so the three people that came out and said that he that fires as a snitch were Jessica Mendoza, David Ortiz, and Pedro Martinez, and and what did Pedro say? Pedro basically mimicked what, you know, uh, what David Ortiz was saying about how he was a snitch and you're supposed to keep that stuff in the, in the clubhouse. Mm -hmm. You know, the same, they they all said the same thing practically. Right. Okay. Um, it was, what was so funny was that people compared it and to say, huh, you know what, you know, who's not saying anything about this? A rod. Hmm. What a smart move by him. Right. Because you would think that David Ortiz, someone who was on the failed drug test list, should keep his mouth shut and sit this one out. Mm-hmm. And A-Rod is saying, probably not the best thing for me to comment on this. Right. You know, that's 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 kind of smart. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Kind of smart. Yeah. So... So again, it we're the common theme that we're going to find here as we discuss this, I think, is the 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 idea that we rush to judgment and we fail to take into account the human side of of what goes through you know the human experience as they play a role in this whole thing and how we need to be compassionate to that and how right. we need to, we need to have empathy to that. And, and subsequently also how we need to have an understanding of the legal system because another one of the topics we'll get into is the idea of how all of the players are coming out and not being okay with the, with the lack of punishment of the Houston Astros players. Mm-hmm. Okay. And and we're gonna dissect this like there's no tomorrow, but it's the it's, it's the it is to me the the theme is that they do not understand the legal side of how it went down, and as a result of that, they can be they can be frustrated, they can be upset, and they have every right to be. May I make a suggestion? Sure. Should we talk about this as it pertains to the five different groups of those who are affected? By sportsmanship. It can't hurt. Because what I thought of was how the fans, people that I've spoken to about this, are saying, oh, be prepared for a lot of Astros hitters to get plunked. Right. That's the next thing. And, and, but how do you react to that? What is your responsibility as a fan knowing that they've cheated? How do you go about, what what do you, what do you, what do you say? What do you, how do you act? Is it justified? Um, obviously, we, we can talk about that. And the, the short answer is no, because not everyone who was in, not everyone was involved. Right. Um, Although they say that they're you know taking it as a team, which I get. They they cheated as a team, right? And, you know, 
But so, is it? But 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 does that justify being plunked? Oh on no, purpose? none of it. None of it justifies no. it. No, you know. But that's the thing we kind of have to discuss right. is, you know. What's the responsibility that the fan, you know, well, information is power. Let's go. Let's talk about this right now, because, mm-hmm. you know, I think as the fans, I think. Obviously, baseball is a game of entertainment and the fans are the ones that drive the market mm-hmm. in order to determine how things are going to go. Yeah. So I think it's it, it behooves us to discuss this from the idea of saying how are fans what's the proper reaction from a fan for this and I think there's a couple of things we can get into um, I think that it's it's certainly acceptable for fans to feel any mix of things such as anger frustration disappointment uh confusion um let down especially after a championship right i think i mean if you're if you're an astros fan i think that you can very easily feel denial you're going to go through grief denial anger you know bargaining depression i mean it's not going to be an exact replica of how we go through grief at the mm-hmm. loss of a loved one, but there is a loss going on here. Okay, you, you, the, the 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 veil has been pulled back to reveal who the Astros really are and what sin they have committed. Mm-hmm. So, I think Astros fans need to understand that first of all, it's okay to feel this stuff, but secondly. It's you know it, it's not okay to then either defend the indefendable or to lash out at people who uh, come at you as a result. And that that goes to another thing too is that mm-hmm. don't we shouldn't be berating Astros fans here, okay? No, it's not their fault. No, I think I think it's very easy for us to look at you know look at a fan of the Astros and and say, well, you're just an Astros fan. What do you know? You're following a team of cheaters, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I think that that then leads us to say that those of us who are not Astros fans need to make sure that we act appropriately. We can feel a lot of the same stuff as well, but we're probably feeling it much more in ra- rather than a personal connection to the team. Okay, so we need to, we we don't need to kick them while they're down. And we don't need to express our disgust for that team through supporting evil measures or inappropriate measures for mm. retaliation. Right. I think all of us, whether we're Astros fans or not, can feel disappointed by it. You know, we can feel we can feel anger by it. We can feel like we've been cheated in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, Aaron Judge said it made him sick to his stomach. I think all of those things are okay to feel. It's okay to feel these things as human beings. The question is, how do you then take that to the next step? And I think it's going to be paramount for people to realize that you, you, you cannot start something with fans over this stuff. Okay? You can't, you know, if you're a fan of another team, you can't go to an Astros game and expect to to you know get a pound of flesh as a result of it 
You're not doing anybody any favors here. And you know, to, to piggyback on what you were saying, it's quite the conundrum because you remember the what was what was the team that was that bought all those tickets just to boo? We we talked about this last podcast. I can't remember what team it was, but there were like six or eight, six or seven hundred fans that all bought tickets. Well, are you talking for the Astros? Was that was well, that that was for that was for the the Dodger fans mm-hmm. who bought tickets to Angels games against mm-hmm. the Astros so that they could just go and harass the Astros. Yeah, because the Astros are not due to, to play the Dodgers this year. Now here's the thing, right? If let's say the Astros are playing at home, and you have a rival team coming in and these people, all these people buy tickets just to boo the Astros. Well, you're giving the organization money, right? <laughs> I know where you're going with this. So do you, so would then, because we have to talk about a proper response, right? Mm-hmm. Do you, <laughs> we're going to give the Astros so much money and then we're going to boo them or, do you say, let's just not go to the game? Amen. How about that? Silent protest. Let the market dictate it. Right. How about not going to the game? How about not? If you feel if you feel that sorely that you know your rival team cheated, or just another an opposing team cheated, don't go to the game. Do not go to any game in Houston. And if you buy a ticket for, let's say, a Yankees-Astros game at Yankee Stadium, mm-hmm. don't feel that just because you paid money, that gives you the right to harass Astros mm-hmm. players when you're at that game. Right. Okay? Don't. Do, I don't want to say don't go to the game because you know, you're going to a Yankees game. They happen to be playing mm-hmm. the Astros, okay? But we've talked about this before. Regardless of the situation, just because you paid money to be there, that does not give you the right to act like an idiot. Right. And you don't have the, you know, I don't, I don't think that you have the right to boo something you don't like in that fashion. Yeah. You know, because, because you don't, it's, it's, that's not good sportsmanship. It's not good sportsmanship. And it's sort of like, but our, but, to play devil's advocate where people like you and me who spearhead these causes of good sportsmanship and acting like a proper fan are in a rock between a rock and a hard place because we have to, it's, it's sort of our responsibility to say is to sort of temper the beast here in Mm -hmm. a way, because it's kind of like, okay, Here's a piece of red meat, wolves. <laughs> Don't eat it. Don't eat it yet. You you're gonna wait through go through the proper channels. We didn't have dinner yet. What are you doing to me? <laughs> but the but you but you know what I mean. Like yeah. you're 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 trying to hold. We're trying to hold back the the, the metaphoric dam here. Yeah. Because you know there are gonna come. There are gonna be stories. All throughout this season, and maybe next season, of of fans acting like idiots right. for for something that 
the Astros did last year. It but makes, but nothing, not this year. Right. It makes you wonder almost, you know, we talk about practical reality a lot. Does it? Does that mean that we need to start thinking about a, a, a realistic compromise here? Like, could we mm-hmm. could we agree to say that as a fan, you pay your money to go to the game? The Astros did something that made you feel this bad. Okay, you're not just booing the other laundry; you're booing a group of people who cheated the game. Could we say that as long as your disapproval is mature and tempered and tempered that we that that we don't really have a leg to stand on to say no you shouldn't do it because because you have to look at reality I was gonna say philosophically you mm-hmm. and I can 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 say that if we go to a Yankees Astros game we might have the ability to sit there in the seats and not boo the Astros. Okay, we'll cheer for our team. Mm-hmm. But there are 55,000 other, 55, other people there who may not see it that way. And I don't think that it... I, I, what I'm asking is, is it right for us to expect these people to think that uh, they don't have a right to express their displeasure over this? When it's something like this, it's not a bad judgment call. You're, you know, that you're booing. You're not booing someone just because of the laundry that they wear. Mm-hmm. You're. This is a situation where this team cheated and won a championship by cheating. Okay, this is this is up there in scandals next to steroids and the Black Sox scandal and 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 whatnot. And I mean, this this is going down in history as something really big in not just the world of baseball, but the world of sports and, and, and pop culture in general for crying mm-hmm. out loud. Um, because who knows what kind of can of worms this opens for other teams, right? Because this could tur- this could totally turn. I mean, it, it already has kind of exploded, but this is just the tip of the iceberg. Right. Who knows where else this is happening? Right. And as a fan, you have a responsibility to the sport. And I think, I think fans forget that. Right. They think, okay, well, I'm going to root for my team, which is fine. But I'm going to root against the other team, and well, you, you gotta you gotta look at the sport. You gotta look at. You should make some sort of attempt to be knowledgeable of of it to mm-hmm. be a good fan right. to some degree. You know, you can be a casual fan at best, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, if you're enjoying the game, you might not understand everything that's going on, but that's okay. But don't <clears throat> that doesn't give you free reign, right? Without the H, uh, <laughs> to I think it's a G that I'm talking about. R e i g n. No, it's like reindeer. Like you rein a horse. No, I get it. What 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 H are we talking about? Free reign. What, what like like you said? No, I understand that. There's a there's an H in rain. Yeah. Where? R-E-I-G-H-N? R-E-I... 
G-N. G-N. Where's the H? There's no H. So why'd you say H? I said G. You, no, you said H. We'll go back and Oh, you, okay. Okay. We'll go back. Did I say H? You said H. I thought I said G. No. If you said G, I would, I would totally get it. What's the matter with me? What are we talking about? Oh, yeah. Fans. This doesn't give fans... <laughs> Anyone listening right now is going to be like, what is going on? I'm going through hunger pains. Oh, that's what it is. Not labor pains? <laughs> no. Okay. No, no. I'm not due for another, let's see, lifetime. Uh <laughs> uh, <laughs> so it doesn't give fans free reign to act however they want. Right. You know, they, they, there, there has to be a degree of humility here. There has to be... Okay, yes, what the Astros did will go down in history as one of the worst things to to happen in sports. But you got to be on the right side of history here. Say, are you going to be one of the fans that becomes so bitter about this that you're going to, you know, boo every opportunity? That the that you have to see the Astros, you're just going to boo them the whole time, or you're going to take a step back and say, "Yeah, what they did was pretty horrendous." But again, I have to be a fan of the sport. Right. I can't let this sort of cloud my judgment. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I I I think that you there the fan is a bit it, it it's a big part of it. Is it too ridiculous or unrealistic to request that fans act appropriately? In general, no. Okay, because absolutely not. Because what I'm debating right now, what I'm trying to, what I'm, I'm kind of ping ponging back and forth in my mind is to say, okay, I know how I would act and how I would like other people to act. Can I? It, could, 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 is it too much to ask that people act that way, or am I being? Am I demanding too much? Well, am everyone's. I, am, I, am I demanding that the response that fans should give to the Astros who 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 are upset about this is either silence or boycotting rather than to boo and to to make their you know opinions known that way. Because then you have to ask, well, is that sportsmanlike right. to expect other people to be like you? Right. <laughs> because so the answer Especially is... Especially in a matter like this, where again, and I, I know I've said this before, we're talking about something that's, that goes deeper beyond the game here. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about a judgment call in the game. We're not talking about just rooting against the laundry that's playing your team. We're talking about something that is absolutely horrendous mm-hmm. that really cheated the game i think the answer to your question is that because everyone's different and everyone's human we all have different feelings on the matter mm-hmm. it's not going to be a cookie cutter reaction right and we can't deny those feelings we can't We're deny all going it. to react differently as a result of this all we can do is really guide people right and educate them on the proper conduct in this situation, but at least let them use a part of that. If they, if they absolutely need to express their dissatisfaction. And I say that word, 
it it would be it would be much more than that right but, but i'm being nice their dissatisfaction i get it <clears throat> but um at least hear us out right you know say look you you can't impugn the team as it is now versus how it was because when does it end right? right do we do this forever because re- that no it reminds you of the reaction that occurred after the strike in 1994 you know the the dis the displeasure that the fans felt really ruined uh baseball for a lot of people and you know yeah it's not and it's not like i, I was I was royally pissed. Yeah. I I remember I you know, I was 11 years 10 or 11, but as a kid back then to hear about your favorite players not wanting to play baseball anymore because right. you don't have a concept of money. Right. Cuz you have to have think about how this affects different age groups. Mm-hmm. So when I heard that, you know, Don Mattingly wasn't going to play anymore because he wasn't getting enough money or he didn't agree to the terms of his contract right. or whatever. And I was so confused. I'm oh, like, yeah. but I thought he liked playing. Right. And it, I was crushed. You, 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 we lacked the concept at that age to understand what was going on between the Players Association and the mm-hmm. owners and what really went into that strike. You know, Um and 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 we look at things like I mean, look at the ramifications that it has had too across mm-hmm. baseball. You know, would the Montreal Expos still exist if that strike had not happened? Mm. You know, so so obviously, you know, and and then the same thing happened with the steroids. Yep. You know, now granted that was not one specific incident that was, you know, honed in around at the end of the '94 season mm-hmm. and to the beginning of the '95 season. Um, you know, the steroid thing happened over the course of, you know, I'll, I'll estimate and say a decade. Like we kind of all figured something was happening. The Mitchell report. Yeah. You the, mean? Well, the Mitchell report, but, but when you look at the Mitchell report too, with, with, with that, although that may have been the pinnacle. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think that you saw, you saw, you saw it over a grander period of time. Right. Because the discussion of who had been juicing goes back significantly. And it goes back, it went back as far as, you know, the late 80s with Jose Canseco mm-hmm. and, and the comments that he made. Yeah. You know, so you, the, the whole thing, it, it, it sours you just as much, mm-hmm. you know? You have to think about, you have to think about the kids right. because... Whether it's the strike, steroids, or even now with the Astros, a child who's seven or eight years old is going to be utterly decimated and crushed right. to hear that their favorite players have been cheating. Right. And it's, uh, I mean, this is a topic. All of it, all on its own. Yep. Because there's a child psychology, there's a psychological 
element behind the, the, the mind of a child. And when, when you, I mean, we can look at it as adults and say, Now, what did I say at the very beginning? What did I say at the very beginning of the episode? That at the uh, prescribed time, Mm -hmm. we were going to listen to your voice. Yep. And the cat Mm -hmm. getting her food. Yep. And you're not going to edit it out. Nope. Okay. So you're saying about uh, kids being crushed. Right. So, So what I'm saying is that as adults we can separate the two the two parts of this and say mm-hmm. okay well it's terrible that they cheated obviously but we we have to look at this there are so many factors what i mean they did it to win obviously they did it because they wanted to win that doesn't make it right, of course, right. but they did it because they they maybe they ran out of options. Maybe they just you know, there's so many you can't get inside the mind of every single player. Right. You can't even get inside the mind of one player. Right. Because you don't know what they're thinking. And what they say and what they think could be two different things. And what's reported is even a third thing. Yep. You know? And that's where the media comes in, which we could talk about. But but when you look at it as a kid and you have to tell your eight-year-old son or you know eight-year-old daughter, okay. When they ask questions about this, well, what? When they say, well, why did why are, why are, why is my team in trouble or why is my why is my favorite player in trouble? And you got to you it's your responsibility. You got to explain they unfortunately did something bad. Yeah. But they don't want to hear that. But they have to hear it. Right. So you got to break a kid's heart. It it is really it it is really something to think about because there's a way to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, you you have to kind of explain it to them. Like an adult, you have to say, "Unfortunately, they they did something that was wrong, but you cannot impugn them forever for right. it. They have to realize that all this media coverage is in a way punishment enough." Right. To say, "Okay, yeah, we should probably never do this again. Right. Which is why a lot of people ask me, like, should they vacate mm. the title? Should they put an asterisk next to next to their, their title? And I'm like, I don't think either of those is necessary mm. because what they're experiencing now is going to make sure that the entire pub- court of public opinion knows that any time they talk about who won the World Series in 2017... They're going to know that that World Series was tainted. Yep. They're automatically going to know that. And if we know anything about the court of public opinion, it is powerful. And it doesn't change. And trying to persuade people to think about things rationally and whatnot mm-hmm. you, doesn't happen. Nope. Does not happen. Um, Which in a way could work in our favor because right. you can think, okay, it's, you know, they're they're wearing the scarlet letter here. I mean, they will be wearing it for the rest of... I mean, 
I hate to be that guy, but unfortunately, the court of public opinion is going to look at that as they're going to be wearing the scarlet letter for the rest of the season. And and it makes you wonder, too, you know, along the same lines, a topic we have to talk about is forgiveness, Mm -hmm. you know, because that that comes in under the title of sportsmanship as well. And we have to wonder if and when it's ever okay to accept apologies and, and forgive and forget and whatnot. And from what we have experienced with this entire debacle, it's kind of hard because the Astros have not really done their due diligence in a way that shows contrition. And I think that's what the, the people want. Is they just want you to say I'm sorry, and and what they what the way that they're saying I'm sorry is being done in a way where the defenses are going up, you know. And I think that's an important thing to highlight here. When you look at people who are accused of something, okay, or who are called out for something, or who did something that wasn't liked by another person, even though maybe there was some difference of opinion and it wasn't that big of a deal to the person. You know, whatever. There's there's conflict, okay? Very easily when conflict arises and, and fingers start getting pointed and, you know, people go on the offensive, almost as instantaneously, if not even quicker than that, defenses go up, you know? Um people are afraid of being told they did something wrong people are afraid of admitting fault people are afraid of taking responsibility especially when they know they know what they did was wrong like mm-hmm. i think it's a lot easier for people to say i'm sorry when they are told that they did something that they didn't realize they were doing you know i think i think that you know if, if i make a mistake that I didn't realize was a mistake, it's a lot easier for me to say, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know that that was, you know, that was a conflict or that was an, that was an issue. I'll, you know, now I know I'll, I'll, I'll do it right next time, you know? And then it's up to the person who, who called them out on it to, to have the wherewithal to say, mistakes happen, we're all human, we can move beyond it. It's not that big of a deal. Um, but when you, when they consciously make it, you know, a, a decision to do something that they know is wrong and they do repeatedly. it repeatedly and they do it repeatedly, you know, people do not want to accept the fact that they did something wrong publicly. Mm-hmm. I would be willing to bet that a number of the Astros, I'm not going to say all of them, but I'm going to I'd be willing to bet that a number of them know deep down in their in their conscience how wrong, how bad this is, and that they are going to wear this for the rest of their lives. And psychologically, they're putting up defenses so that they don't have to face that. That they can try and save face in some way, shape, or form. And they can, for the rest of their life, they're not going to be branded as cheaters, as as people who broke the rules who are going to be looked down upon because mm-hmm. what because we as a society look down upon people who screw up 
you know, it's in our nature, unfortunately, and it shouldn't be that way. We, you know, we obviously need to be more forgiving and whatnot, and we need to have more understanding and compassion and empathy and sympathy, etc. But the court of public opinion doesn't always work that way, unfortunately. And that, and most of the time, it right. doesn't work. And, that and, way. and and let me say right off the bat, it's not fair. Okay, because, no, it's not because personally, if the Houston Astros came to me and said, you know, Jack, we really screwed up. Like, you know, we're, we we throw ourselves at the mercy of your court and want to work this out. It'd be easy for me to say, I forgive you, you know, but that's not what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they, they are acting in ways where their defenses are up and they're acting, trying to act very carefully because they don't want to keep getting pounded for this. And they're going to. It's a lot easier to face this head on in its entirety by throwing you know by by throwing yourself at the mercy of the court and revealing everything than it is to let this keep you know dribbling more and more and more and then more comes out and then more comes out and then more comes out and mm-hmm. it's stuck in the minds of people for longer and longer mm-hmm. and longer and then your the opinions get even worse and worse and worse right. you know but maybe this is what the media wants is this, and there we go with the sportsmanship and the media but is this what the players want no See, that's the thing is, I think that it's like a band aid, right? They want to, they want to just one motion. But I think right I, I don't think I don't think that the <laughs> and we're sitting on the couch um, that got ruined. Uh, the the players, I don't think that they have the ability to come out and say I'm sorry, and they don't have the ability to be vulnerable. These, what these players, because they don't have the means, or because they they fit they they psychologically they psychologically are scared to be vulnerable and to say I'm sorry. So it's a pride thing. I think it is. I think it's a pride thing. Mm-hmm. I, listen, one of the hardest things for human beings to do is to be vulnerable. Okay, to 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 open up and to express feelings in a way that gives other people other parties the ability to then attack them and kind of kick them while they're down Mm -hmm. i think it's in our nature as human beings to do that to to defend ourselves that way and it's also sometimes in our unfortunate nature to then attack people when when they're down too and i think that what's happening here is that the astros know they're screwed and they're trying to make sure that they're not vulnerable. Mm-hmm. You know, they're trying to rally around each other to say, "We know we screwed up, but we're not going to go down together like this." When in reality, but that's not the way it has to be, right? I think that's the it's a thing. Mis- that, it's a misperception. Or they, a they're, they're afraid of what they're afraid of what's going to happen to them is not actually going to happen, right? If they come out and publicly apologize as an organization, you know. Than more so than they've done. More so than they've done, maybe more officially. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. You know, they had that press conference. I guess it was last week when we're recording this. So mid-February in West Palm Beach at their spring training facility. And the way that the press conference went down, it was the most ridiculous thing that people have seen because the owner spoke and would not admit to cheating you know or said we cheat we broke the rules but i it didn't affect the championship 
again, he's doing this because he's afraid to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. He's afraid to admit he was wrong and ask for forgiveness. And these players prepared a brief statement to say that they were sorry without actually saying what they were sorry for. And then in the media availability in the clubhouse, as they were asking questions, they would not admit to things. They you know, just kept saying, we're sorry, we just want this to go away, blah, 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 blah. When you know, we say, like, take it like a man or take it like a champ, things like that, this would be the prime time for a statement like that to actually hold true. To actually say, yeah, I screwed up. We screwed up. Let me tell you all the things that we did. Here's how bad it is. You know, because because the, the, the public perception does not believe that they only cheated in 2017 and a part of 2018. The public perception is that they were cheaters for three years. Regular season and postseason. And, you know, you, the, the, I don't know if the Astros think that they can change the public perception, but that's, that's, the, that's what the public is going to believe. And they're going to continue to believe that whether they apologize or not. So it would be better for them to just lay it all out on the table and explain it in its entirety so that people can get over it sooner. You know, the, that's the real way to move on, right? right? Because we keep asking ourselves: Were there buzzers? Were there were they wearing wearable technology so they knew what pitch was coming? Mm-hmm. You know, were there were there other ways that were, that signs were being relayed beyond what was just in the in the report? Um, and they keep saying no, 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 and we keep thinking uh, we we don't believe you. You know, it's it's an absolute mess, mm. and I don't, I, you know. Again, it's easy for me to say, sitting here as, a, as an outsider, as an observer, but again, it's the human response that this is, this is very typical of people who are in the position of the Astros right now to do, is to put up these defenses and, and try and save face when they know they screwed up. Maybe, maybe it's on us as the public to instead say okay we can be disappointed we can be angry we can we we can do that but maybe we need to have a bit of empathy for these players who can't show contrition maybe that's the next step well that's all the time we have for this episode stay tuned for the next one in just a short couple of weeks where we pick up where we left off and we continue this discussion about the Houston Astros and the cheating scandals. Until next time, make sure you treat everybody with respect. How You Play the Game is a production of the OSIP Foundation, Incorporated. The producer-engineer of this episode is Sean Ryan. Music by SoundSpring Studio. The executive producer of How You Play the Game is Jack Furlong. For more information, visit osipfoundation.org.